Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes and TV Junkies. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picked Up, the TV Pilot Review Podcast. My name is Robert, and I'm sitting here, as always, with my good friend, former roommate, and present co-host, and future co-host, and eternal co-host, Rich. Like an eternal flame, baby. That's right. Like a, a man who is a monument in terms of, not in a physical way, uh, in terms of um, in like it, that he's made of stone or rocks or anything, but that he represents ideas and and people come to visit him and have a great time. <laughs> I am a a, a, a Pokestop in Pokemon Go, Ooh. and you can get some Pokeballs if you spit in my picture. That's neat. Yeah, I I I've uh, as as an old person, yeah, in a young man's body. I have not been playing that, but I've been seeing it pop up more and more. Is it cool? It's pretty crazy. Um, I <laughs> okay. So it it's insane how it works. Um, it's it's definitely stealing all of your information. Like if you're playing Pokemon Go, you forfeited all of your rights. You are not you anymore. Okay. Um, I could see that. And and like Google is probably already going to do that anyway. Um, but at least you get some pocket monsters out of it. Yeah. It, yeah, it seems like I'm seeing people uh, capturing Pokemon in, like, very intimate photos of their home. Yeah. Like, around their bedrooms Certainly. and bathrooms. And- because it uses, it uses your GPS uh, because it's, it's a real-world thing. It's like yeah. geocaching, but Pokemon. Okay. Um, and so it uses your GPS and your camera, mm-hmm. and, and it transposes the Pokemon through your camera. To your living room, or to fucking Ashland Avenue, yeah, or on the field, a regular field, right? Um, and then you gotta throw your Pokeball at it to catch it, and it's fun. And then you can go to the the gyms and train, and you can make a team and stuff like that. And it's really fun. It's really social, and it's really like out in the world. Like you have to go outside to get any sort of like credit or clout in this game. Do, do, is it like in real time? Does your phone just start like buzzing and you look at? You have like, to have oh. it like open. Okay, you do. Yeah, you have okay. to be understood specifically. Understood. Playing open, it and looking, looking for through it. like you would in yeah. the game, walking through. Weeds. Um, and and so like it doesn't always use your camera, but when one pops up, you like try to catch it, and then it like opens up your camera, and bam, there you go. You're off to the races. That's cool. Um, my front facing camera stopped working back in March. Oh. So it just does the selfie cam, and so I'm like bouncing Pokeballs off my forehead. Yes, it's like it's not the intended experience. Rich is playing this whole game going backward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on fucking Clark Street last night, Mm -hmm. trying to find the Zubat, and and you look like an idiot, <laughs> especially when you're trying to do it on like your selfie cam. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh. Um, uh, but it's also like been super dangerous because p- idiots are playing like while they're driving. Yeah. And you'll see pictures of like a squirtle on a dashboard. And it's like, n- no drive. Don't do that. Drive. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Um, at my work, 
I do uh, chatting, like live chatting, mm -hmm. as a form of uh, you know user support. And every once in a while, someone will just sort of you know casually drop in. They're like, "Oh yeah, you hold on one second, I'm driving." It's like, don't, don't no, don't chat me while you're driving. It's crazy. That crazy. Is, that is crazy. Jeez, Louise. Well, hey there, listener. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, as you can see, Richard and I have a great time doing this, you know, uh, chatting about TV as well as all other things in the world right now. Um, or not, let's not go out into the world. Let's just stick with no, TV. No, let's... There's and, and a lot of fun other horrible stuff. fucking things happening. Right. Um, I can speak for myself. I didn't kill anybody uh, this week, much less my life. Have you killed anybody? I've not killed anybody this Okay, week. cool. Hey, listener, I'm assuming you didn't kill anyone. Keep that up. Yeah, keep it up. That's all, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. So we're going to just return back to, to Pokemon Go and, uh, and, and uh, a segment that Rich coined in his lovely, his, the timber of his voice. What you watching? What you watching? Hey, man, I'm watching uh, a number of things. Well, I have watched a number of things. And we tend to oscillate between TV TV cycles. We're off yeah. TV cycles. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you, uh, we pick up each other's slack. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Whenever one of us is having sort of a, a, a slower week in the in viewership, um, the other one compensates. I have a small list. Um, there's certain things I've watched just to check out. There's certain things I've watched because I like a lot. Mm -hmm. There's certain things I, I watched because a friend made me watch it, but you'll be happy to hear what it was. Ooh. And it was great. Okay. First up, uh, Shameless, the American Shameless. I almost uh, plucked that for our show this week. Yes, um, I watched the pilot episode uh, because a couple months back I watched an episode from like season five with a friend. Yeah, I remember you saying you've been watching it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I uh, so I'm going back to the beginning and yeah. starting from there. It was good. It's a little weird when. Um, I was I okay, so I really enjoyed it. I won't go too much into the details of any of these particular episodes, but I I was getting this very weird cognitive dissonance between um, the the situations of like these characters, which are like super super lower class, yeah, white people, and the fact that they're all kind of actually like very successful actors and people, especially sure. like Emily Rosam. Sure, I think that's how you say her name. R Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Uh, and um and and what's his name William H Macy, Macy and yeah. all these people. So that was a little weird. It did just make me think about like yeah, casting people that are like in in very clearly. Um, even they're just too good looking for it too. Sure, for being as like low class as some of these characters are supposed to be, like still too handsome or beautiful. Yeah, for that really to be a uh, kind of like Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone. Yeah, where she's supposed to play like this trash mountain lady from the Ozarks. Yes, but it's fucking Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, it's like nope, nope. Yeah. you gotta go. You gotta go. Theron. I just want an Oscar for it, but yeah, you gotta be like Charlize Theron and get like real ugly with it. Get grimy. Get grimy. Get ugly with it. You know, that's how that works. But um, I do like the show. I heard somebody call it um, between a, a com or a comedy and like a sitcom. Okay. Uh, or not a sitcom, a soap opera. Okay. A soap comedy. That's that's what they coined it in some article I was reading. And I guess that is kind of what more appeals to me is like the episodic nature of those things. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
That was cool. You ever cool. seen any of that? I've not seen a single single frame. It just came on to Netflix within like the last month or two. Well, that's good. So yeah, check that out. Uh, next step, uh, Star Trek. Star Trek is great. Just watching more Next Generation. Oh yeah. Don't have to get into that very much, but uh, oh, so you're watching uh, like uh, Picard? Yes, I'm and watching Worf. Yes, I didn't. I didn't watch too much of the original series. Only about two or three episodes yeah now i'm doing i'm going through all of next gen i imagine with the original series like after two or three episodes you kind of get the gist you get the point totally and they like with the exception of uh like con which i feel like we talked about a couple weeks ago um and how it bled from the show to the um to the movie like Aside from that, it doesn't really do anything. Like, it is what it is. Pretty but much. But for Next Generation, like, uh, stuff probably spills over more, right? Um, I mean, yeah, continuity-wise, it does sort of build. Like, the first three seasons in particular sort of are all culminating towards one thing. Yeah. But it's just so good to see see Patrick Stewart. I think that's it. I mean, that He's show great. is just... This show is excellent. There's so many other great elements in that show. But you can just see him just, like, talk about anything. Yeah. And you're very, very engaged. Absolutely. Any, like, dig up any podcast he's been on, and you just get to hear him talk for an hour. It's fucking wonderful. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, another show that I watched, and this is something that's been on my radar for a long time to finish all of it, but I watched another episode, and I was just like, yep, damn, it's really good, is Firefly. Firefly is a good show. I've watched Serenity. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that movie i have it on dvd yeah haven't seen a single episode of the show like i said i really enjoy it i probably watched the first three episodes over a collective like three years yeah i don't know why it is there's nothing it's nothing about the show it's just just viewership Your habits and habits stuff. yeah um uh that okay so i mean nathan fillion yeah what's your feelings on him oh you know just in that same vein of you know of kirk just like Charisma. Just so much charisma. around with charisma. Yeah. Uh, he, have you seen um, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? Yes, I do believe I saw that. He's fucking great Captain in that. Hammer. Captain Hammer. Captain Hammer, that's right. Why is he not in more things that I actually want to watch? I'm never going to watch Castle. There's, yeah, there's constant rumors he's going to be, there, you know, oh, he needs to be this or that. Oh, is he going to be Wonder Man in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Uh, I remember seeing an article that he was cast in it. I don't know who he was cast as. I don't know that. But that's just a great fit right there. Yeah. Just him being in that section of that universe. I don't know if that is confirmed or not, but he would just play uh, an obscure Avenger, uh, obscure Avenger character. Not too obscure, but just like, you know. Enough. B or C plus tier Avenger. Yeah. Um, Uh, But you know they'd turn it into something. Great, some great part. Yeah, like, like all the ga- like guardians. Like no one cared about them. No, and now they're cool. Exactly. Mm. Um, and uh, so, like, how different? All right, for okay, a few things about Firefly. Yes. Um, it's shocking. If it was anyone else that like had the creative, I guess, rights to it, or or you know, held its fate in its hands. Uh, other than Joss Whedon, like I f- feel like someone they would have done a fucking Kickstarter 
and Veronica Mars did or fucking Gilmore Girls did. And made more. And made more on like Netflix or some shit. Because mm. that's all anyone ever wanted from the moment it got canceled. Yeah. But and- at this point, like at a certain point, so much time passes and everyone moves on. Especially Whedon. Yes. Like, yes. That's the last thing he wants to do is go back and revisit this thing that he did. 15 years ago yeah you're right it's almost like the show is like a victim of Whedon's own uh, success yeah success and just motivation yeah of like yeah you're right I'm not gonna step backward if it was his one thing he would just do that or want to come to it uh, a retread or continuation sure but he's like nope I have I have blockbusters to make and then I'm and now I'm over those and I don't want to (laughs) make those anymore (laughs) I won't be making any more Avengers movies, so... Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Also, did you know... Man, a little little disappointed. Not in him at all, but in America. Canadian. Nathan Fillion. I did know that. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, All the best ones are Canadian, I feel like. Pretty much. Gosling. Um... Like, it just if, if anyone that I liked, you told me they're Canadian, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I wouldn't yeah. even flinch. I, it, it's weird, too, guys. I know we got good American people and talent or whatever, but just like, ah. Oh, yeah. Canada, just constantly cranking them out. We don't see any of their bad ones, if they have any bad ones, I feel like. <laughs> they send them up north. They send them up north. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just igloos full, full of bad Canadian personalities and performers. <laughs> And we don't see it they all. They keep it in check, man. That's right. Um, um, but yeah, so what else have you been watching? Uh, the final thing that I've been watching, uh, and I watched this uh, when my friend Andy was in town, uh, a show that you spoke very highly of, and I was very glad to just get off my butt and watch it, Man Seeking Woman. Oh, for real? I watched the first three episodes of Man Seeking Woman. What'd you think? Oh, just totally great. Like you said, knocked out of the park. Very, I mean, it's a... Really resonates very well. Here's the thing. Okay, so we're in a very much like Man Seeking Woman, Master of None, very similar shows in this vein of... Uh, love on Netflix as love, well. Yeah. exactly. Um, 21st century. Um, I mean, love kind of toggles between the two, but the other two shows, yeah. male perspective <clears throat> of, a, of 21st century dating and urban life and all this stuff, and we're all pussies. Um, that's pretty much it. No, um, I really enjoyed it. I the humor to me is like so essential, and I'm so glad it's so wacky and creative, and takes that opportunity. It's such a, a high wire act. It is what they're trying to achieve on that show. Yeah, and it does, and it achieves it, which is which is shocking all to itself. It is. It is. I mean, of all the the pitfalls that you have, you know, whether you're talking about just like weird, just like unrelatable privilege which mm-hmm. you know because again most of these lives are pretty great even though they're not happy and the other one just like a frustration of of a you know a downtrodden a protagonist and and like zero wins and everything's like could be really depressing yeah and it is when it starts to hit too close to home yeah it really is <laughs> it so thankfully just the the Oh man, that Hitler thing and in yeah. the pilot and everything. Um, so funny. Yeah, that that guy. Uh, uh, used to, I forget his name. Simon Rich. Yep, you got it. Um, he he used to do improv up here. Uh, he wrote for SNL. 
Um, apparently, he's like a, a little bit of an eccentric, a little bit of a weirdo. Okay. Uh, which like isn't shocking when you watch the show. Yeah. Um, and the show is set in Chicago, uh, which is I always have love for. Mm-hmm. It's shot in Toronto. Uh, or Vancouver, one of the two. Yeah, it's definitely yeah filmed I, in Toronto. I saw, but yeah. especially in the pilot, I have such appreciation for uh, how how much effort they put in the, into the attempt to to make it Chicago. Yeah, especially the train car. Uh, I was like freaking out. Yeah, the train car they nailed. Uh, if if I if we didn't actually have never been to the actual Belmont stop. Yeah, the Belmont Red Line. I wouldn't have known because it's the same sign. Absolutely. I wish it was. The, I wish that was it. Because it's even nicer <laughs> than the yeah. real Belmont stop. <laughs> it is. Not that the Belmont stop in reality is super shitty, yeah. but that was like... Uh, I think like oh. even the milk in the show is Dean's like milk. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Which like I haven't seen anywhere but Chicago. Yeah. The map The map on the subway car yep. is a map of the city. And then when the train is approaching, it even says Howard, which is the northbound train right. end point. It's like crazy. Uh, I think they actually have like venture cards. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, that. So that was just super. It's just those little, little fucking details. details, that minutia. Yeah. That's going to pop someone. Yeah. You know? It was so great. That yeah. was awesome. Um, just again, I mean, another comparison of like a show that never really focused on this, but like the Concords. Di- Accomplished, Flight of the Concords similarly accomplished this really delicate ratio of wimpy ish protagonists. Yeah. Um, but with enough of a funny universe and a funny feel good sort of stories and resolution mm-hmm. that you never uh, couldn't get behind them. Yeah. And I think, and I, I'm really glad that Jay, it's Bruce Shell, right? Is that how you say that? I usually say Berichel, Berichel. but I have that no sounds idea. better. I have no idea. Yeah. That guy, though, I think he's doing a great job. So do I. I like him a lot. Glad he's, you know, uh, sort of expanded. And again, hopefully, though, I do hope we see a character arc of, like, in the increasing sort of confidence and maturity of someone who's yeah. in that position. Yeah. Season two is, like, uh, maybe like a season-long like story unto itself. Cool. Um, and again, like I think it's just cool to see Eric Andre. Oh, him um, too. Actually, like acting as a character and not being just an insane person. Couldn't agree more. I mean, it's like it's great when he is loud and wacky. Right. It has like, its time and place. Right. But it's good to see that he could do this as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very Manzukas uh, esque, uh, which we talked about before. But like Manzukas hasn't really had too many. Shots to show that kind of side. Who's this again? I'm sorry. Jason Manzukis, so uh, Rafi from the league. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had it that is, conversation. It's really great when you see someone who's like known for their energy and, like I said, a character onto themselves as like yeah wacky to see like a, a nice performance. They could play some different notes. A slow burn performance. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you still haven't watched Preacher yet, have you? No, I've not watched Preacher. Neither have I. We're gonna keep. Saying that until keep, one of us does. It'll happen. Uh, like this entire past two weeks, I've been like, all right, yeah, I'm going to have some free time. I'm going to fucking watch Preacher. I'm going to see what, what the hell's going on. And then that free time dissipates. Oh, yeah. Just goes off into the wind. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched any TV except for last time we talked. We spoke about... Um, 
the penultimate episode of Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, did you watch the season finale? I did, yes. Thoughts? Um, thinking back on it now. Very enjoyable. Or very cool. Um, you and I were living together when season five was going on, right? Yeah. And uh, I sat down to watch with you a couple times. And I that was a very dark season, right? Very. Very dark. Very. And so that was like the perfect time to not start watching the show. I think it's been a flip this season. Of yeah. Like, couldn't, be, couldn't be better. So many threads are set up um, for the last season. No? Or two? or Two. What we... I, think, two. I think they announced there's two more, two more seasons. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think. Either way. Because I know they're also going to be like truncated seasons the way how um, like Walking Dead does, does it, it. Breaking Bad did it. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think of the particular uh, things that happened in that that were post second to last episode and just in the last episode. Uh, you're trying to think of everything that happened. Yeah, everything ever. Everything. It, like all, all the shit's ex- coming together. Yeah. The fucking Godfather moment at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was fucking nuts. Um, uh, uh, just burning them all down. Yep. With the wildfire. Yep. Um, which is also because, like, man, kids will fucking those kids will do anything for just fucking dates and apricots. Yeah. Like, shit. It's a low fee to, to kill dudes. Yeah. Um. Fucking what happened after that? It's been like two weeks. Um, let's see. It's, uh, uh, fucking Winterfeld's back in Starky hands. Yep, which is great. Yeah, and and that was excellent. Oh, and the big kind of the jump, or not the the jump cut reveal of the, the confirmation dissolve. Yeah, a confirmation of, of a very 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 widely known theory. Yeah. Which has basically just been cemented as fact now, no? Um, I want to say like 98%, because there's yeah. still theories that it might... Spoilers alerts. Spoilers Unless alerts. you saw that HBO infographic that they posted about everyone's genealogy and shit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just straight up put that out there. Whoops! Yeah. <laughs> no, like, not even whoops! They just put it out there like... Oh, here you go. Like, here you go. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, what? Sorry, it's been 20 years in the making. Hey, hey, here you go. <laughs> yeah. um, but there are theories okay. that, again, spoiler, fast forward two minutes, that the baby isn't Rhaegar's. Okay. That it's actually the Mad King went down and and took it. Okay. Yeah. That's a- Which would make... John and Daenerys, brother and sister, half brother and sister, rather than cousins, cousins, or yeah, brother, or aunt and uncle, or aunt and uncle, yeah, uncle, aunt and, and, aunt, uncle, yeah. aunt and nephew, uh, aunt nephew, yeah, yeah. So why are we still talking? Do you think that you know about the uh, the Targaryen dragon is three headed? There's supposed yes. to be three riders. Yes. Do you think that means that number three is the other? The other protagonist of this story. Who's the other protagonist of this story? That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I my theory is that uh, the third rider is Bran warging into the dragon. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's insane. That's pretty cool. That's 
nuts, right? That's pretty nuts. Hire me. <laughs> That's awesome. I think Tyrion is the, the third head. Because I think I think the Mad King had his way with with Tywin's woman. And that's a lo- another just another huge reason why Tywin and and the Bad King yeah are just like nope right or weren't I don't know maybe I remember hearing that like when I first heard about the the, the three headed dragon and mm-hmm. three riders, um, but like with him being made like hand of the king now and all that stuff which is another great fucking scene yeah all these scenes are so oh my god it's so good they're pretty cool um uh. Yeah, I don't know how he fits as far as like that third rider goes, but that makes sense what you said. I don't um know. I uh I love watching anytime Arya fucking does anything now cuz I get to yell the girl has a name. I'm just so glad she's out of fucking Bravos. I'm so glad she's just going to start murking dudes. I did not like that. I only didn't like it because one of the most notorious pieces of shit in the whole story, mm-hmm. the Elder Frey. That just, to me, that was more like a, well, we're just going to two birds with one stone. We're going to put her back in Westeros mm-hmm. and kill off a guy people want to see dead. But I thought it was rushed and like fam fisted and shit almost. Uh, well, okay, she was there. She, she was, was there. there. But, I mean, like, when no, you think back to that how earlier did she scene. Get there? Uh, how does anyone get anywhere? Varys is a mermaid. We'll get to that later. Right. But that's the other <laughs> thing, too, is, that, is you got to... I think I think doing it in one scene like that, People not are, the way to do well, it. Well, so... String that the, shit out. When you think back to the earlier scene with uh, Frey and Jamie, which is another great fucking scene, uh-huh. like, it's that retroactive thing of like, oh, that one chick, that was Arya. That was her. What scene was that? When was um, that in the same episode? Yeah, yeah. When uh, it's earlier in the episode, when Walter Frey is like, "You and I are the same. We're both Kingslayers." And Jamie Lannister is like, "Dog, you and me ain't shit alike." Oh, okay. Um, when's the last fight you ever got? He's like, "I'm old." Yeah, I know. Was the last fight you got into? Mm-hmm. We don't need you. Right. You guys suck balls, and every time you're sucking balls, we have to come and fucking save you. Why don't want I just fucking kill you right now? You're garbage to me. Okay. I'm going to shit on your forehead. I was I maybe paraphrasing some of that. <laughs> a little bit, I'm sure. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> and 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 sorry, and then Braun uh maybe earlier Jamie and Braun are talking and Braun's just like that one's making eyes at you or whatever. And there's like some servant girls okay. serving food. That works. Yeah. I had, was uh when I was watching this I was uh going to sound irresponsible i was at work and this is common practice in the later hours when we're wrapping things up to put something on so okay that that thank you that adds a lot more context because for me it was so striking because by the time i saw that it was almost just like like you're just there and you Mm -hmm. just killed him yeah i can see how you're just like whoa okay yeah out of nowhere, yeah. But it, they did sort of seed it a little bit because perfect. You're supposed to have recognized that face. I also just liked it because she straight up Sweeney Todd the motherfucker. Yes, yeah, she did. Like I've heard, I've heard that it, if you want to slit a throat more effectively, to push the head forward when you cut because when you pull it back, there's certain tendons and muscles that you're actually activating 
that are like locking that up. are like preventing yeah a cleaner cut than if mm. you shoved someone's head forward and did the same thing. Mm. I again, as we said earlier, I've not killed anyone. Don't kill anybody. But interesting thought. I can't say I've ever really thought about it, um, but yeah. that is interesting. That's that'll be so fucking frustrating now in any movie or TV show that we watch to yeah. have that information. Like, oh, you go bullshit, bullshit. That's not how you cut <laughs> someone's throat. God forbid you're in a room full of people when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, even one of our WWE heroes, The Undertaker. I mean, you know, that's why he always leans very deeply oh, forward when he's doing his signature. Good call. There you go. so um yeah lots of fun tv i haven't watched any tv uh but i have watched um a couple movies who uh since we last spoke um i watched uh hunt of the wilder people very cool um have you heard of this movie i have yes it's from the same director Yeesh. as What We Do in the Shadows, which I haven't seen, which I need to. Yes. Um, it was I. absolutely great. A uh, uh, fucking uh, pitch perfect coming of age chase film. That's great. Like, I love seamlessly blending those two genres together. Um, the kid's great. Julian Dennison, I think, is his name. Uh, New Zealand accents are fucking pretty dope. Um, I'd venture to say New Zealand accents are better than than Australian accents, uh, and you get to see beautiful New Zealand. I agree. I like. I, I would take that. Take yeah, that action. Uh, but that's what I was just about to say. My one of my favorite clicks is this this Concord. Click, you know, Concords. Mm-hmm. Reese Darby. Reese Darby's in it. Yep. And yep. and you did an excellent job of uh, navigating it on the uh, the pitch episode. What's this director's name again? It's like very cultural. Uh, it's uh, uh, Tika Wakatiti. Awesome. But you know what? But between those properties, between Concords, what we do in the shadows, and, and this new thing, it's like yeah. you're just hearing good things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, and the humor is just fucking drier than dry. Yeah. Like, you think you know dry humor. You think you've watched plenty of British comedy. Like, it gets drier. And it like... <laughs> It, to the point where, like, it's so dry, it brings you back that it's just sopping. Yeah, it's 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 super cool, and I don't want it to lose its charm. But like with everything, I feel like it's the clock is ticking, which sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope I hope so. I hope I hope that it doesn't lose that charm either. I hope just the geographical distance. We America does seem to have this kind of like fascination, and then put it back relationship yeah. with New Zealand, like. Lord of the Rings. Oh, this is fantastic. Have some Oscars. Okay, we're done. Put it in the box. Put it in the box. It's like, oh, The Hobbit for really dedicated fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do this, whatever. And and we're done. Put it in the box. Put it in the box. Oh, Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Oh, two seasons on HBO. Yeah. Put it in the box. Put it in the box. I like yeah. it. That's it a good like, way to put it. We got it, and then it just yeah. right back down. You're again. just putting it in like the, the fresher, yeah. the, the crisper. Yeah, the crisper. We... <laughs> 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 We keep New Zealand in. They got all that vegetation. You got to keep them in the crisper. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another movie I saw that spends that spends a lot of time in the outdoors and camping. uh, Swiss Army Man. 
Oh, awesome. How, yeah. Tell me your everything. It's, I wish there was a word that meant both dope and weird. Okay. It's so fucking weird, but it's so fucking great. Okay, great. Um, it's, it's the most I will ever like Paul Dano. Radcliffe is fucking awesome in it. Like, I really hope fucking Radcliffe just, like, turns this corner and just becomes a fucking just awesome character actor. Like, I don't want him to be a, a star. I want him to be just a dope character actor. I want to see him in fucking 30 years, like, doing J.K. Simmons roles and shit. You know, he's on his way to clearing what would normally just be an impossible hurdle of un unbranding yourself. Yeah. From the the most one of the most iconic roles yeah. of the twenty first century, and being able to to get a, around it, and like all the other kids that are like still trying to act, like poor Rupert Grant, like I don't even know if he wants to still act. Like he's probably just playing video games, happy. I hope that's what I he hope is. so. I hope so. Like, Him in particular, Emma Watson is doing her thing. I guess. Yeah, she's gonna be in something big coming up. I feel like, but I can't remember. But she's. She's also kind of made it clear she kind of has other priorities. Well, yeah. Or wants to? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I also just feel like she's one I feel like they're, like, Hollywood is trying too hard for. Yeah, I think you so. You know? Yes, yeah. Whereas, like, you think that would have happened with, with Radcliffe. Right. But didn't really. Like, he was able to do some, like, more under-the-radar Fine, not great, not terrible movies. Like some weird movies. Like he did that movie Horns, which looked interesting, but yes, I didn't really hear anything else about. Um, who the only other one that's like fucking broken out is is Donald Gleason, uh, with like all the movies he was in last year. Um, he's uh, Ex Machina. Uh, remind me again who he was in uh, Star Wars. In who's it? In, no, in uh, oh he was um in. He was uh, like Bill Weasley or something. He was the oldest. That's right. The oldest yes, Weasley. You told yeah. me about that. He, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. And he was like barely in those movies. Yes. And now he's like in the top five, mo- all of the top five movies from last year. Yeah. No, Rich was talking about the, the box office draw yeah. of that guy because he did. He managed to land. It's like the most even, random fucking thing. Even minutely small roles, but was in like, like you said, yeah. the most successful film last Fucking ridiculous. Year. Um,. Well, yeah. So Swiss uh, Swiss Army Man's fucking just so weird, but like just works. I think the the concepts just seemed hilarious. It, real quick, in in Dano's character's mind, is Radcliffe doing a ton of talking and moving and like performing? Uh, are you asking if it's in his head or if it's actually happening? No. Here's the thing, and I, I think I know the answer, but I thought this would be equally amusing. What if this would be almost more of a Shia LaBeouf move? If sure. literally Radcliffe did not say or do anything the entire film, he was just a corpse. Yeah. Is that, but that's not the case. That's like, not the case. Radcliffe's like talking to him and doing things. It doesn't happen right away, but it eventually, eventually does. Perfect. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it, that works. But a part, a small part of me. That'd was be like, even crazier. A small and it'd be part was like, so much harder to do. Absolutely, I'm sure it'd be impossible. But a part of me just was like, this would be hilarious. Yeah, it would also it it it'd be hilarious. It would also like take a lot away from the film. 
Yeah, like, it totally would. It's yeah. a it's a hilarious idea for two minutes, and then it's a weaker film for for ninety seven <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've watched. Where are you watching these? Are you watching these in the theaters? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. To, to theaters, I gotta to get out to the theater. Oh, one more for... quick thing, and this almost sort of relates to. Well, no, this is not a TV thing. Is that the uh, the animated Batman Killing Joke? Mm. Is getting a one night theatrical release. Is it really? Phantom Events, yeah. On July 25th, which is a Monday, you know, when everyone wants to go to the movies. That's Monday weird. night. Yeah, I, honestly, it's taken so much away. Just from a Monday, I don't know why. I don't know if it's a mandate or what. Yeah, I feel like those Phantom Events booked. are on like the off days. Like, yeah. Fucking uh, Monday was, through Wednesday. Right, because it wouldn't overlap with whatever the other right. movies are. But anyways, that's getting a, a um, theatrical release for one night. We trying to do that? I thought about it. I need to get back on the old messengers or just the text messaging and yeah. shoot everybody a message. Yeah. Because there's still there's a couple theaters around town. There's a couple different um, show times. Let's make it happen, dude. We should. It'd be yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. Um. One last thing, just because last time we recorded together, we touched on the biggest basketball happening in your life. Yes. <clears throat> and we don't have to go any further than that. No. <laughs> Be happy, dude. You're going to run into him. Yeah. You're going to run into him. So Dwayne Wade uh, opted to sign a contract with the Chicago Bulls, leaving after 13 years with the Miami Heat. 13 years. Yeah. All time. All time. All right. Who's more? This is a good question because honestly, one has champions and the other doesn't. Dan Marino or Dwayne Wade? God, I knew you were going to fucking do that to me. That's a Sophie's choice. That's like like killing your own kids. That's what a Sophie's choice is, right? (laughs) (laughs) It is now. Isn't that like a Bible parable or something? I think it's a Meryl Streep Sol- movie no, that has to do with the Holocaust and no and idea. like, yeah, not killing your kid, but choosing which kid is going to die. Let's get back to sports. so. <laughs> I I think it might have to be just like all time Miami athlete. I think it might have to be Marino. Okay, possibly. Because we're going all-time across every sport. For his generation and every generation that came before it, he was the best quarterback, hands down, at his position. Mm -hmm. He never left. (sighs) Damn. And and that's, that's like point... Like that's down the list. <clears throat> that's true. It matters. It doesn't always matter. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and Wade being a part of bringing three NBA championships to Miami was fucking awesome. It was fucking dope. I was at the '06 uh, parade, and it was great. Cool. Um, and but Miami, at its heart, is still a football town. Yeah. And if crazy. like when when the Dolphins are good, there's just such a a buzz and a juice to the city as opposed to like when the Heat are good. Yeah. 
when the Heat are good, even when we had the big three, it was still it was it just became the trendy thing to do was go to a Heat game. Gotcha. <clears throat> but when the Dolphins are good, it, I mean, it shouldn't be that caveat. Yeah. But it is what it is. The city's fucking trash. In in <laughs> uh, as a quick aside, in the, in this city of many incredible sports sort of stories we have not really been here for it yet but like i believe that the bears are much the same way like really if the bears were really kicking ass yeah i think we could feel it a little bit too over the cubs the cubs thing is spe- is a very special case yeah and again it because of because of the fact that there just is another team here it's not to completely unifying but mm-hmm. like i know what you mean like when when yeah. the dolphins do well Everyone's feeling it. Yeah. The Bears do well. Everyone's feeling it up here. Here's your Miami all-time top five um, <clears throat> beloved athletes. Yes. Dan Marino, Dwayne Wade, Jeff Conine, Alonzo Mourning, uh, and uh, I want to say uh, fucking... Who would be the fifth on that? Who's Jeff Conine? Is he a... Uh, uh, he was, just, he was uh, uh, a he utility a... baseball player for the Marlins. For the Marlins. But That's he was there for both championships, and he's known as Mr. Marlin. Mr. Marlin. Yeah. Um, like, does it involve coaches, too, or no coaches? Oh, yeah. Don I'd probably Shula. put Shula up there. Don then. Shula, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. So, I'm sad about... Ace Ventura. Sorry. And, <laughs> and Snowflake. <laughs> Uh, I'm sad about Wade leaving. Yes. Um, I'm upset. I understand his decision to go home to Chicago home because everyone goes home uh, except Grant, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. Wizards couldn't even get a meeting. It's fucking embarrassing. The Wizards have like, and again, in a Eastern conference, which has not been competitive over the last few years, but, Wizards are not a bunch of bitches. The Wizards were no. showing up, yeah, the last few years in the playoffs. You put Durant with Beal and and and, uh, and a Wall, like that's a fucking scary team. Is Paul Pierce still on? The no, Wizards? he's been he was on the Clippers this past. That's season. right, he yeah. went to the Clippers. But. Um, Durant honestly should have just put all the teams in the East in a fucking punch bowl, like on cards, and just picked one and won the East. Here we go. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um. So I wasn't upset that he went home, mm-hmm. but as far as a basketball decision, that team's a fucking hot mess. That team is insane. The Bulls <laughs> are a hot fucking mess. We're going to roll out Jimmy Butler, great, 35-year-old Dwayne Wade, <laughs> and Rajon Rondo, and expect that to fucking work with this this putz of a coach? It's a bad move, man. There's it's the, a bad move. There's a big three, and there's a big three? There's, and then there's three. Three. <laughs> there are three of them. I can count. Uh, he should have gone. If, I, if he was going to go anywhere, he should have gone to fucking Milwaukee. Yeah. They were in the mix, and it would have been such a good fucking basketball fit. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's. What do you uh, real quick? Because I know we're we're yeah doing, but Durant. This will be the last thing. Durant. Uh, 
uh, I, I want to say this about the the Heat moving forward. I am excited about this team and everything that it can do. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy we re-signed Whiteside. Um, that dude's going to be a fucking a loyal. He should be a lifer. Like, fucking, like, youngest member of the Miami Mafia. Like, love that kid. I'm excited for Justice Winslow. Again. Yes. Just great character. Yes. Josh Richardson, great character. Hopefully, it's probably happened already by now. Hopefully, we could um, match the offer for Tyler Johnson. Um, and we'll be maybe like a, a six seed this year. But we actually have a draft pick this year. Mm-hmm. And we still have Dragic. Um, yeah. Like, the team is not a bad team. And it might actually fucking loosen things up and open a few things up now that Wade isn't on the court anymore. Right. It might be a... I don't want to invoke Ewing theory because I don't think it's because Wade is overrated. I just think it's because of where he's at in his career right now and where the team can go. There's a lot of fucking young young studs on this team. Yeah. Durant. Durant. Um, bonkers. bonkers. I, I saw the, the new... I woke up. Fourth of July, saw a pickle say, I, and I laughed. First mm-hmm. thing I did was just, hmm, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it is insane. And there was a story, fuck it, uh, Wojanowski, like one of the best NBA reporters uh, for Yahoo, fucking reported that the Warriors, like in the middle of the season, reported that the Warriors were going to try to do that. Right. And everyone was like, you're dumb. Oh, ha, ha. Yeah. They're going to win the regular season record. They're probably going to win a championship again. Why in the world, why on earth would they start preparing to add Durant to what is already perfection? Right. It's. And I, I, I've been through this mm-hmm. with a team before. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of fucking kinks to work out because. Three can work. You can feed three. And also, like on the court, sure, they'll be fine. They're going to win a ton of games. They ain't going to win 73. Right. That's what like, it's like. It's statistically just. The second they lose two in a row. Yeah. Two in a row. Yeah. Everyone's going to be, well. Well, there you go. I think it's. I, I lost uh, respect. I think it's a bad move. I think it's a bad legacy move. I think it, I think there are, like you said, there's no guarantee that it just will work out perfectly. Yeah. Just when you have that much firepower. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's foolish. I, I don't know what he's thinking. I mean, again, it's like, do you really, I mean, like, okay, let's just say you get one, you know, or whatever. It's like, and I'm sure that's impressive or whatever, yeah. but like, think about like what LeBron just accomplished. Sure. Think about that. Like that is a fucking achievement, you know. To me, I don't know. I I thought. This I mean, was you could no also good. think about what LeBron did. Yeah, you know, this isn't. That's true. Very different. He didn't do it on national TV. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's sort of similar. Yeah, very similar. You know, someone was bringing that up. I forget who it was, but it's just like the difference of like. The, the talent he left and all that stuff in comparison and the the previous positions they were in, you know, of like 
the the Thunder were right there this year. They yeah. need to win one more game to be back in the finals. I I also just feel bad for Billy Donovan. I do too. Like, I feel bad for Oklahoma City. I feel bad for Billy Donovan. I mean, like I get wanting, like I totally understand after living in Oklahoma City for nine years, wanting to leave Oklahoma City. Yeah, I I can totally wrap my head around the decision of leaving the Thunder. I think it's that, going to the Warriors. I'd have I gone to totally the fucking get, Clippers, or I don't know. I would have gone, like I said, I would have gone anywhere in the East, anywhere in the East, or to or fucking do the. See, I, I wouldn't hate on you if you if you went to San Antonio either to be like there's a culture that's been rocking it for twenty years. Yeah. I can see a future here. This this seems like a this is a very now decision. Sure, sure. Which is I, yeah, I agree. Like a short sighted decision. It's only a two year contract. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to see him. Uh, just because you mentioned the Spurs, I saw a story where um, this, uh, the uh, San Antonio Zoo is offering um, uh, Tim Duncan um, free zoo visits for life if he stays and finishes <laughs> up with uh, San Antonio. Because he's like also a free agent. Funny, is that like one of his favorite things to do? I have no idea. I just, I just wish a zoo would offer me that because zoos are great. And if you're Tim Duncan, how do you leave that offer on the table? I just imagine him with like the the one balloon on the one long string, and the hat, (laughs) (laughs) and with his stone, his fucking Buster Keaton stone face, (laughs) having a great time at the zoo. (laughs) All right, I think we should probably get onto the show. All right, everybody, if you if you didn't tune in to. Rich's excellent uh, uh, pitch episode last week. Uh, you just get ready right now for this week's show from 2013 pilot episode of Hannibal. And we're back. Hey, everybody. So here we are with this week's pick. This was a, a listener pick from It was. Back yeah, in the yeah, day. yeah. Yeah, from back in the day. Kind Did of auto give us this? No. Uh, no, this is Jeremy. Jeremy. Um, Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy Allen. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Long time no see. Um, Believe yeah. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Or uh, even better yet, no more Facebook. Don't even worry about our Facebook. I mean, like us. Yeah, check it out. Uh, leave us a review on yeah. iTunes, and we will watch what you suggest. Absolutely. I mean, we were thinking about. I was thinking about this too today. We'll 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 really hit it home at the end. But uh, yeah, Twitter and Twitter and reviews. That's yeah. us. That's us now. Yeah. This is me now. <laughs> As, that was a Gene Belcher. Okay, yeah. but enough. Hannibal. Hannibal. Hannibal, baby. 2013. Uh, 2013. NBC. 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 That's what I want to start with. It is absolutely insane that this show was on fucking network. Yeah, dude. It was insanely violent. Very great. Fucking trippy as hell. Like, again, just like did weird shit. Yes, it did. Very abstract shit that... I would expect to see on some of your more prestige networks, right? Your HBOs, your AMCs, your your FXs, 
Not fucking NBC, man. Yeah. Um, this is a property. I mean, I was sort of thinking about this. And I wonder if... All right. So, if you were just pitching a show about a cannibalistic serial killer and, like, FBI profiling, you couldn't on NBC. It's like, no. But, like... Is it, was it because this is like a property? It's that hot IP, dog. That it's intellectual property. No, it's, it's something like, easy to sell. Yes, they're, they're familiar with it. They know it has an audience. Yeah. Um, and if you ask me, if this show was was on any of those networks I, I named before, it would still be running. It got canceled after three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and it just seems like this was a a right place, right time, right personnel. That like decided to pitch doing this show, or or they put the right person in charge of this show, the right creative, right? You know, like how secret do they have to keep this from NBC? I don't know. It's it's a great point just to start out with. And again, you know, this is again a property we've seen started out in novels. Uh, there've been four films. If you want to count Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon, or Hannibal, Red Dragon, and Hannibal Rising. Hannibal Rising, too. Did you ever see Hannibal Rising? I did not. I saw it on a bus <laughs> from Gainesville to Miami, and it was fucking terrible. I saw it on a bus. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. Is a bus the best way to see a movie? <laughs> no. Is this how the director envisioned his audience yeah. enjoying this movie? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein, do I have a film for you? <laughs> you know what the most underserved audience is in the world? What's that? Buses. Buses. Hell yeah. Uh, we're going to shoot on a viewfinder. <laughs> um, the only other movie I saw on a bus was Apocalypto. Okay. You know what that is? Yeah. That's the Mel Gibson. Uh, the Mel Gibson. Mayan one. Yeah, exactly. Mayans? Yeah. yeah. Or Aztec or whatever. Getting ch- It was... This kid getting chased by a fucking puma for an hour and a half. That's what I heard it was. Yeah. And isn't there like a big twist at the end where it's just like the approaching European ships or something? Probably. That's like, oh, hey. Da, da, da. Probably. I don't know. It doesn't matter because I watched it on a fucking bus. bus. Shout out to the GMG bus line. That's right. Serving the Gainesville, Miami area, which is Florida. <laughs> <laughs> We serve the entire Gainesville, Miami <laughs> metro. Okay. Um, Sorry, but yeah. No. Um, how about your initial th- thoughts? Okay. So again, I, I found myself like not not too distracted, but again, had a lot of thoughts just about in terms of this being property and what that means and retreading old things and everything. Yeah. I thought about this is becoming like this is like a universe now. There's like the Lecter universe because I there's yes. j- those three. What's his name? There's Will, who's the the specialist. Jack, who's like the director. Will played by Hugh Dancy. Yeah. Jack, Jack played by Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne. And then Hannibal. Yeah. Um, played by uh, um, Mads Mickelson. Yes. I'm so glad you said that on the, the pitch episode. Because now I know how to say it. Oh, I'm winging it. Well, that's all right. It sounded good to me. <clears throat> but he chose character. So again, Will's the Will is the Clarice Starling in Manhunter. Yeah. So that guy is like the original protagonist. 
And again, there's Hannibal, who's the star of the whole thing. Jack is in everyone. And I don't know. Do we know if Clarice ever got introduced into this show? I don't think so. So here's kind of like my timeline with the show. Excuse me, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember when they first announced that they were doing a Hannibal uh, series. Mm-hmm. I was super skeptical because it was supposed to be a young Hannibal and like before anything and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so my mind immediately went to Hannibal Rising and and remembering just how fucking dumb that movie was and how shitty it was. How and if they were just going to fucking do that on TV, it was going to fucking fail. It was going to be canceled right away. Right. And like, I guess it was on the air for like two seasons. And then I kept hearing buzz about like this fucking Hannibal show is like pretty good like they're doing some shit um and being like what yeah how uh and so what was your question uh clary starling oh just and so through those channels i would hear like that the the showrunner the creator the writers had like each season was like a different book or something okay or like a different I don't know if they were different books. I don't. I don't really know like the the book universe. Yeah. For for Doctor Lecter, um, but it like they each season was going to be like basically going to uh, approach the different movies as well. Okay. So they were going to have a Silence of the Lambs season. They were going to have like a Hannibal season. That been fucking cool too. I mean, not that this wasn't cool. This was very cool. But like. Yeah, and the, but they, and they were building to it, like because yeah, this um, was based off of Red. Well, the season I guess is based off of like Red Dragon, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what is, it says in the credits. This is the pre. Or characters based off of Red Dragon. This is the pre thing because Will is working with Lecter before he knows for certain and catches him mm-hmm. as a killer. Yeah, and then once that happens. Will continues to sort of degrade and sort of like, all right, I got to retire because I'm over this. And then another killer comes out and is killing everybody. Lecter's in jail, and Will's got to go back to Lecter for help. And that's what Red Dragon is. This is like pre-Red Dragon. So interesting. Uh, Just to think about that, that we have like a timeline. We have like these characters. We know them. Another interesting thing I was thinking about Mads, it's like, how do you how do you take such an how do you perform a character while making it your own? You know what I mean? Especially one that was iconic. Yeah. Uh I'm sure people said the same thing. Hell, to a fucking um to What's guy? his fucking name? Anthony Luke Skywalker. Hopkins. Oh, no. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, when he was going to do the voice of the Joker. Right. People were like, you're going to fucking do anything Joker after Jack did it? Mm-hmm. You got to be crazy, man. Yep. You got to be yeah. insane. So, like, for anyone to do a high-profile version of, of Hannibal Lecter after Anthony Hopkins, mm-hmm. like... You don't want to just do an impression. Right. It's a really difficult position. Because, again, there's standards, there's expectations, but like you said, you can't just meet them. You can't just copy, but you can't fail. 
And what do you think of his his poor uh, performance? I didn't mean it that's poor. His performance. <laughs> Literally no pun intended. No, I'm just tired. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I thought it was uh, a very intriguing performance. I thought it was uh is like it rem- this is going to be a really weird fucking parallel to make, but it, it oddly makes sense. Um he was he was he was doing a, a Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like does. one of the biggest appeals of Jake the Snake, especially in his time, was you had forty promos of dudes just like blowing gaskets and yelling at the top of their lungs, right? Screaming, and Jake would come on, yeah, and and talk and whisper and, and bring you in and draw you in. Yep, and. It was fucking unsettling. Yeah. And, and so, like, that's literally what came to mind. Yeah. Uh, when, when we were finally introduced to Mads and that and the accent, um, like, I didn't until the end, but I, like, needed closed captionings because I couldn't really understand everything he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still a very well metered performance. Yeah. While, being a different take on a young Dr. Lecter. Yeah. I think it's, you know, similar to Jake the Snake, you're letting other things do the speaking for you. Yes. And in this case, with the Lecter, it's the history. Um, yeah, such a, such a well-known character. Um, I liked it a lot. I, you know, again, I was kind of, again, Full disclosure, I was pretty tired as again as well. Sure, like getting this getting this by this bad boy in. Um, but I liked it. I uh, I thought too is like good on like like getting to it pretty early, getting to the Eden people pretty early. Just because we know it's there. Yeah, there's no need to. Who is this mysterious Doctor Lecter? There's you know there's yeah. dramatic irony because oh we know and mm-hmm. the other people don't know yet. But good on kind of just like. Yeah, he eats people. So that's at least sort of like it's there. And not not that it doesn't mean anything. No, no, no. You're right. And but, also, yeah. those scenes were like beautifully shot. Yeah. <laughs> they looked great. Uh, just like the composition of, of, the, of those scenes were just like, you know, they were unrelated to like anything else that was going on. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. Um, but yeah, like also like, all right, yeah. We know we're gonna have to fucking show meeting. Like we just gotta, we just gotta tackle it head on. Yep, we we're just not gonna fucking it. tease it out. Everyone exactly. knows. No, like oh, he's dabbing a napkin at his mouth. It's like no, <laughs> yeah, no subtlety. And let's make it look as good as possible. Yeah, I thought the entire show looked great. Yeah, and just like the creative devices that they used for for Will and like how he sees yeah. the light swinging back and forth murderer vision yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, so fucking intriguing and well done and just so different for what you normally get yeah and again like you like we started with coming out of the original network you know what on, I mean? NBC. on NBC the the network that's been spoon feeding the masses law and order for 20 fucking years. No wonder this show got canceled. You think those fucking plebeians are going to fucking be accepting of this? Yeah. Get out of here with that shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> fucking plebeians. Not not that if you watch Law and Order, you're an idiot. Because uh, you're not. But like, it's so fucking stark. Oh, absolutely. So, oh, a thrilling cop show. Like Law and Order, right? 
<laughs> nah. No, man. Not at all. No. Yeah, again, such a such a contrast between the two. Um Yeah, you know, again, like you said, I was appreciating a lot of the individual elements. Um as a pilot, we always sort of talk about it as a show and as a pilot. Mm-hmm. Um pilot fairly tight. Again, like what's the Again, in a position of like, you know what the deal is. Like you don't have any any uh, incorrect notions about where this is going. Yeah. So now it's just sort of a matter of pace. It's like, how are we? Get, how soon are we going to get to that? Yeah. And so I was, you know, I don't know. I think they did a fairly decent job, but like I said, I think they got hard problems to deal with. You know. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be credence in sort of taking the approach of like them working a few cases together. Yeah, yeah. Like, because that's intriguing all on its own like it's been a while since there's been like sort of a profiler show yeah on tv another nbc show <clears throat> that ran in the 90s was called i think just profiler, profiler. um and they used to run after uh homicide on uh friday nights and i would just watch that after my mom shouldn't have let me watch homicide but she did <laughs> and um and i remember that you know being like a cool concept like i don't the show what didn't particularly stand out but I was fascinated with the concept of being an FBI profiler for a while. Yeah. Like, I thought that's what I wanted to maybe do. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just like, that's way too much work. Yeah. But, uh, so, like, even even if it was just a super um, outside-of-the-box, like, if there were no Hannibal Lecter ties to the show at all, It'd still be a grossly fascinating show to watch because yeah. it's so visually different and well performed. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, that's an excellent point. Of like, it's a good word. It's fascinating, like the way that sort of murder and crime. It's like you're just sort of like intrigued. Yeah, by it, you know, and it, it's delving into like all these, you know, cool themes that we don't talk about in such such terms of 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 what is being a sociopath and having empathy and so much empathy. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like those are words that people just like confuse. And what is, what's the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Like it's just fucking, uh, it's just crazy. It's like, there's many different kinds of crazy. Yeah. There's good, crazy people. Like you said, the over empathy thing was really interesting too, of like, this is almost as bad as not having enough. You know, it's just like in the opposite direction, though. Mm-hmm. It's too much. It's, or, you know, well, I mean, again, that's just sort of like self-painful. But again, illustrating the, illustrating the idea better. It's like, well, it's not so much that these killers are, can be angry. Some of them just don't feel anything. Right. Some of them, a person is just like a chair. Yeah. It's just a thing. You wouldn't think of throwing it out into a dumpster. Yep. Because it's just a chair. And this just happens to be someone's daughter. You know what I mean? It's I'm, like, holy yeah, shit. You yeah. Know? It's like. Whoa. Um, I, I had another thought, just real quick. Yeah. It did have to do with still being tied, but again, in a situation, maybe this is advice for any story where we know where it's going, The you have this opportunity to, to play with that before it gets to that conclusion with that relationship. They're working together. Show... I think maybe another thing I would have done more than like tease the, the, the forthcoming is like, hey, they're getting along. Yeah. It's like this knowing that they're going to be <laughs> adversaries ultimately mm-hmm. 
seeing them as friends is going to be more poignant to to think that like yeah they yeah we used to be friends and now it's like and I think they nope. started that with that scene where Lecter uh, comes to Will's hotel room with the f- yeah, with, with the with breakfast yeah. yeah and they're just they just start like chatting and it's a little a little uh, bristly at first and then they kind of like loosen up a little bit yeah yeah that's what I like is the at the point yeah. where it's more comfortable you know again because there's still feelings and we know it's going to happen but. The audience already knows. Yeah, you know, and there's even the line where it's like, "Oh, I think we're gonna be good friends." It's like, no, we're not. You know, because yeah. I don't like you. It's like you will. Yeah, parts of me at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what? So this episode also included maybe one of my favorite storytelling tropes, okay, of all time. Uh, I am just a sucker for and will give a free pass to anything that does the character wrapping up a lecture at a college and person coming to enlist their services and help. Yes. I fucking (laughs) love that so much. It's so dumb. It's so easy. It's so just just such a, a, a fucking, uh, uh, it's the fucking, uh, carpool lane of storytelling. Yes. Oh, very good. Yes. But I, it's just, I don't know what it is I love about it. It's just so funny to me. It is. It's such a, like, a <laughs> it's like all right, guys. And notion. don't forget, read chapter four, homework's due on Tuesday. Dr. Jerry. <laughs> yes. We need you again. We need you. <laughs> it's like, I got tenure, man. Yeah. Fuck you. No, like, no way I'm doing that. No. Yeah, yeah. In 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 um in contrast, in a, um, in a more realistic approach, in in one of my favorite films ever, Aliens, they come to her asking for help, and she's like, "You want me to go back out there? No fucking way. Yeah. Like, no way. I am not doing that." But yeah, it is. It's such a great thing. It's like. And there's always some oddly appropriate matter being discussed. Well, the nature of a sure. psychopath. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, how appropriate. Uh, young Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Uh, he's yep. like talking about reanimating, you know. Yep. Uh, it's fucking great. What else? Um, this isn't, no. Yeah. This isn't one of the, uh, this isn't one of the Indiana Jones movies, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Of course. Yeah. It's fucking, it's the best. Like, that was the one hackneyed thing about this episode. But it was the right one for me. Yeah. <laughs> Love it so much. No, that is good. That's a good good observation. Um, trope. Who'd be your LVP of this show? Of this episode? Like, who just brought it the least? Brought it the least. Um, I don't... I had a... Not even a problem, but like knowing that Mads was like the chief, and knowing that like Lawrence Fishburne is Lawrence Fishburne, um, those things take me out of it a little bit. Recognizability takes me out of it. What's Mads from? Um, uh, Casino Royale. Haven't seen it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Have you seen I, any of the I, latter ones? I, I, only Spectre. Only Spectre. That's right, this motherfucker. <laughs> This guy. I, I own Casino Royale. I haven't watched it yet, but this guy—that—that is interesting. Then, um, that that would 
Everybody, no, and but again, the performance though, the performances I really enjoyed. You know, it's just these elements of of recognition. Yeah, uh, Fishburne a lot only because it's like I see him act in a lots of different things, but it's a, it's not even his other roles. It's not like I see like what's his name from The Matrix, uh, uh, Morpheus. Uh, Morpheus. I see fucking Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's not really like doing much character work. He's just playing no. it super straight. Super I kept, <laughs> yeah, I kept seeing uh, the dad from or the the grandpa, him being the grandpa from Blackish. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I kept expecting him, like half expecting him to come in with like a fucking lime green button down short sleeve shirt, right. like a, uh, a, a straw fedora or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. So I don't really know. I can't. I can't really recall anyone that really sunk me. More yeah. so just like recognition problems. What about you? Um, I'd probably I'd probably for least if we're going with like the main three. Because everyone else is kind of like fringe players. Yeah. You had the one woman who was supposed to like Lawrence Fishburne him? kept like consulting with her yeah i don't really know what that character was about i don't know you also had like the one crime scene investigator um who she found like the piece of metal in the dress and she was just kind of like sassy yeah but like again she's not like an integral character from like the main three i'd probably go with hugh dancy yeah because he was great but at times it was a little much yeah, and you're that's a that's a big load to carry. Yeah, and like I originally was gonna say Fishburn, Fishburn, but um, like I kind of made the point for me in that he was just, like that's what he has to do. He has to play it straight. He has to get exposition out. Like he's he's a fucking workhorse in this situation. He is. He's just a he's just a workhorse. Yeah, of, of a performer. Um, who would your MVP be? Um, I do. I like Mads. I like. I just like the intensity. Yes. The intensity. Intensity is a hard thing to fake. It's harder. To, it's harder to fake intensity than even like confidence. Like confidence is, you know, can sort of be, you know, and it, again, intensity being different from how we started off this show talking about Philion and and charisma. Yeah. Intensity. Is it's like that classic Jake the Snake. I mean, it's a it is a it's a deliberate performance. Uh, it's also combining parts that are like innately in your personality. Yeah, uh, for a really impressive effect. So I do like that. And I so like much of it is in the eyes, which like you can't you don't have any fucking say over. Yeah, exactly. Or if you do, you know, if you're doing anything, it's got to be super subtle. It's an, a very easy line to trip over too. It's like. Of overacting or being weird or whatever. Yeah. 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 So I, I liked that a lot. I got to agree. I, I'd, I'd go with Maz yeah. Mickelson. And again, um, with, with such a, another challenge of like, again, the fucking Heath Ledger doing the Joker mm -hmm. and now Jared Leto doing the Joker. It's like this, this constant is like, this is a challenge, but yeah. bring in something. And I think like we're getting to the point where there's been so many Jokers where like it kind of is starting to not really matter because yeah, you can have your own take and it could be just yeah. just be eccentric yeah um but yeah like for this it was still just those two yeah because um 
Brian Cox and Anthony Hopkins. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and, and also just with, you know, being the fucking title character. Yep. Like, that's enough pressure on its own. And then with all the history added on it, so. Yeah. Um, what would you ask uh, the the uh, the showrunner of this episode? Hmm. Um, I it would probably have to do with the things I kept touching on in this episode of like, how do you, how do you, it's almost harder to succinctly get across information that people already know than people than information that they don't know at all. So it's like effective recapping, right? you know, and yeah. again, this happens in stories a lot, you know, we're talking about Thrones, you know, you know, earlier too. Um, it's like, how do you most effectively go over information that you have to go over, but yeah. that we already know? Yeah. You know, um, I'd probably ask them, did you think in a million years you'd get away with as much fucking violence <laughs> as you did on the show on NBC? On NBC! Did you think that the National Broadcasting Corporation was the right place to tell this story? <laughs> yeah, it would probably be something along those lines. Um, if Hannibal were on NBC back in 1939 and it was a radio show, what would it be like? Would you just have a bunch of gross, like... Yeah, just a lot of squishy sounds. Mm, <laughs> tasty. Yummy. Yeah. <laughs> the sponsors would be great, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, ultimately, needless to say, uh, I would pick this show up. Um, I, I like it. I'd pick it up as, like, a like a green lighter. I'd go, like, how did we get this? But, but go for it. Um, my personal interest is a little waned, even though, like you said, I thought it was very well done and executed. Just kind of a story I've already seen, mm -hmm. not so interested in, but I think it's good. I definitely would have, is if I've, if I knew, this is a thing like I'm kind of bandwagoning here, but it's like they get through two good seasons and they, I just read on IMDb, it's like fucking, uh, oh, I would love this. What's her name? The really cute, sweet one. Um... Uh, perfect pitch. Who's a little Anna Kendrick? Anna Kendrick as Clarice Star Starling. Yo, oh man, dude, I'd be, be like, great. I'll watch that. Yeah. Like season three, they introduce Clarice. I'd be like, all right, I'll check this out. Yeah, um, because uh, I love you, Anna Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you said like this is a story you've already kind of seen, so like you don't really need to. Uh, but have you seen it? In anything close to like in this way, no, because I think that's what it has to approach it from. Right. Is it, we have to be unique somehow. Let's do it in a way that no one's ever seen it like this before, right? And actually, truth be told, I mean, I usually turn off from from crime related things, but again, it's more about the the psychology and the the understanding of it, yes. which is really yeah. fascinating. I think there is room, uh, you know, it's like you don't want to maybe necessarily do like a villain of the week thing, but you definitely have the opportunity to explore. Like you said, it's like, yeah, what's it like to be a sociopath? What's it like to be, 
compulsive. You know, it's and, like, and if just, not an of the week, you could do like an of the season. Of the season, which yeah. is like a lot more intriguing. Yeah, I'd love to see like what is what is like OCD or you know look like like com- compulsion. You know, someone who's just yeah. like itching to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cool. Well, that was a, uh, thank you for that pick, Jeremy, who I think is becoming an optometrist down in South Florida. Hell yeah. So good for him. Thank you so much. It only took us a while, but but hey. We get to them. We get to them. But yeah, thanks so much for listening, everybody. As always, uh, we couldn't do this show without you. This is, as Rich likes to put it, a dialogue between the two of us, much more than a uh, monologue with just us screaming into microphones. Um, got a, you got a little bit of business. Um, we have um, a new feature uh, that Rich just announced on the previous uh, pitch episode, which I think is wonderful. Uh, we have a contest going on right we now. We do. Um, also, just because I logged into Twitter, um, and uh, for no reason at all, uh, the top <clears throat> tweet that I have in my timeline here is like a link to an article about Hannibal. Mm-hmm. This is like completely <laughs> random about how Mads Mikkelsen thought Hannibal would be back, and he thought it was fucking crazy that, that they canceled it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I announced on last week's Elevator Pitch uh, the recasting contest or the recast test. That's a bad... the re- con- Nope. I can't even fucking think of anything. Um, but anyway, so the contest the is... Casting call. The ca- <laughs> Yes, thank you. Fuck. <laughs> casting call. There we go. Did you say recasting call or casting call? Casting call. Casting call. Perfect. Don't fucking muddy it up. Don't complicate it. Don't. Um, I'm retiring. Thank you. But <laughs> no, I need you. I need you to help me. Um, but yeah. So the gist of the contest is on Twitter we announce um, uh, the show um, uh, that we want you to recast with a modern day cast um, yes. with actors that are with us today. Yes. Um, and our first go around was asking you to recast the classic, I believe it was NBC as well. Yeah, NBC sitcom from the seventies, All in the Family. This was a great first one. I mean, this is this is classic. Uh, you know, performances and people, both as as characters and as actors. So yeah. this was a great selection. Yeah. And, you know, it's a little bit of a challenge because, again, you're dealing with iconic performances yeah. and all that stuff. And yeah, a good amount of distance, too. Yeah. Just like... a, lot of, a lot of things that we t- uh, touched on and talked about today. Yeah. Um, and you guys did not disappoint. There, this is going to be a tough decision, yeah. which we might have to just take off mic and then come back and announce. Um, but it's fucking great. I'm just like immediately justified having this idea. Yes, absolutely. Um, and the winner will receive a $10 Amazon gift card, be it digital or email. When you hear your name announced, please shoot us a direct message on Twitter. Yeah. Or get in contact with us any of the various ways that you can. As Jalen Rose says, it goes down in the DM. It goes down in the DM. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, should we uh, just read off these, these cast lists? Yeah, let's do that. I'll pull it up as well. Yeah, and we can we'll go back and along. forth. And we'll, um, we'll read them in chronological order. Yes. As okay. to not tip off where we may be leaning or whatever. Gotcha. There not go. that I even know where I'm leaning. Yeah, there were a couple interesting ones. Um, so the first one that we got uh, was from Josh Roberts at Josh Camp Blog. Uh as Archie Bunker, Nick Offerman. 
is Edith Bunker, Mega Mullally, real life couple. Yep. Uh, as Gloria, Emma Roberts. And as Michael, Michael, Michael Sarah, but he has to have the douchey goatee. Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you very much for that, Josh. Yes, this next one comes from uh, Justin at Cyborg Sumo. And let me just pull that one up right now. Okay, as Archie Bunker, uh, Woody Harrelson, as Edith, Sarah Paulson, as Gloria, also Emma Roberts, and as Meathead, Aaron Taylor Johnson. All right. Uh, next, we have... No, where am I? Uh, from Kyle Yingst, uh, at underscore crawdad man. Um, Archie Bunker, played by Jeffrey Tambor. Edith Bunker, played by Sally Fields. Michael, played by Stephen Amell. And Gloria, played by Allison Tolman. Very good. And finally, uh, from Carolyn Roberts at HIH Carolyn, uh, Heels and Heels. Shout out to the Heels, heels and, and Heels. heels Carolyn. Uh, we have the WWE Presents All in the Family version. Uh, as uh, Meathead, we have The Miz. As Edith, we have Vicky Guerrero. As Archie, Corporate Kane. And as, uh, what's her name, Gloria, we have the wonderful NXT Bailey. Uh, complete with um, full Photoshop of the cast yeah. as well for that one. Yes, indeed. Um, very, very good right there. So, yeah, uh, we are going to confirm. We will literally be right back. Yeah, we'll be right back. And we are back with the results of the first ever picked up casting call. Uh, of course, this week we had you guys tweet us your hypothetical casts for On the Family. And Rich and I, after much deliberation, have decided upon a winner. The inaugural winner. Definitely much deliberation, too. Like, much we took deliberation. Like, like, what, 10, 15 minutes to, to, like, really go through? Yes, yes. And as always, thank you so much to every, to every entrant. Uh, however, this week's winner is Josh Roberts at Josh Camp Blog for his cast of Nick Offerman, Megan Mullally, Emma Roberts, and Michael Sarah. In the rebooted All in the Family. Yes. So um, give us a shout. Shoot us a DM um, to let us know that you know you won. And right. uh, we'll set it up. Um, not sure if uh, we're going to be doing this biweekly or monthly. But um, definitely very encouraging to, to keep doing this. Um, uh, we'll... It'll, pick up next season i'm sure as we're as this season's coming to a close man this season is coming to a close we are wrapping up season two um it's funny you know we're you know we got we got friends uh who are also in the podcasting game and you know many of our shows on the arcade audio network have been running for a while um for having a small crew just being me and you uh we're hitting a high number of episodes but we we got some time logged we do. We man. don't do a quick show. We do. Uh, we do a pretty a nice meaty show. Yeah. There's there's some of our shows that get in, get out, and like I, I like totally one hundred percent. I get it. Yeah. Um, 
me personally, I like to live with a podcast for yeah. a while. Yeah, for like, sure. I like it to to be with me for a little bit. Absolutely. Um, I like that. Oh man, someone make a picked up infographic. <laughs> it's just longest episode, shortest episode. Oh, oh uh, shit. longest amount of time till they got to the actual show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I would love that. We just need a data mining company. Just yeah. like, all right, I need you to listen to all these and just create a sweet looking like a poster. With circles on it and graphs. Colors. Colors. Colors, shapes, proportions. There you go. I think about sometimes just like Gladwell's 10,000 hours. Yeah. And then I try to think like how many how many hours I've spent recording, editing, and producing yeah, podcasts. Man. And it's still like not even a fucking dent. Really? <laughs> it's wow. Like, it's impossible for it to be. Yeah, man. But it's 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 fun. I wouldn't spend it any other way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. As always, uh, stay tuned to the show and all the other shows on the Arcade Audio Network. Go to arcadeaudio.net to check them all out. Um, as far as what we got going on, keep that. I just asked Rich the other day, put it down on the calendar. September 24th, Chicago, Illinois. What's going on, Rich? Yes, indeedy. Pod Slam 2016. It's going to be popping off. Um, by tomorrow, there should be the webpage set up and information. Hell yeah. Um, if you have a podcast you'd like to submit uh, for entry, submit it. Um, and we're hammering down all the details. Uh, hopefully, within the next week and a half, uh, we'll be able to announce a venue. Um, and we'll be able to, yeah, just... Um, uh, you'll be able to donate ahead of time. You'll, mm-hmm. That'll be all set up on the uh, on the website. So sure. uh, keep it tuned in to all your favorite arcade audio shows for more information, as well as the PodSlam Twitter at PodSlam Live. Nice, excellent. Yes, please follow that and follow it for uh, for updates on that wonderful, wonderful thing. Yeah. I think that's about it. Well, you got any personal plugs, anything like that? Uh, Rich Cami on Twitter, Rich Cami four on Instagram, Garlic Now forty four on Snapchat. Um, I don't know how to add friends on Pokemon Go yet. I don't know if you have to be at a certain level, but I'm Garlic Now forty four on Pokemon Go as well. You need to drive. You need to be driving while you do it. So keep that in mind. Yeah, exactly. You're speeding down our nation's highways and um, people. I'm also running tech for a show that a, a friend of ours is putting on. It's a it's a full on two act play. It's a, a cute little rom com play called uh, Ways to Win Back Your Lover. Um, and yeah, I just want to give a shout out to that. Um, this week, this Friday, is the official opening. We just did two weeks of previews, so it's the official opening to the Bug House Theater every Friday night uh, for the next seven weeks. So if you're in Chicago, Illinois, head on out to that. It's a it's it's a lovely, funny little cute rom com. It's a good date. It's a good date play. Absolutely. There aren't date plays. There's plenty of date movies. There aren't date plays. Yeah, go go. Yeah, we need more live live date events. Yeah, date plays. So come on out. That's that's all I got for me. Totally. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at rbravo, rbravo, and on Instagram at real.robbravo. Getting into that. Enjoying that much, much more. It's much more enjoyable. It's way more enjoyable than other forms of social media. Uh, so check me out there. What do we got going on? That's about it. We'll see what else is happening down the line. But, uh, but yeah, you know. So uh, for myself, Robert, for my... Wonderful co-host, Rich. Thank you guys so much for listening to Picked Up. Keep your dial tuned to awesome. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. 
Play more at arcadeaudio.net.